Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. All right, so I have a very special treat for you but also for me today, because <laughs> I have uh, the astrologer Danny Beinstein with me. And um, it was one of our top episodes the last time that we uh, had a conversation, Danny, which I think was um, it was right before March of this of 2023. Yeah. I think that's when we spoke. And um, <laughs> you really gave us so much context about all the craziness to expect, um, all of which has come true. <laughs> so we need another... <laughs> We need another uh, look in the crystal ball. Um, and honestly, um, I'm just so grateful to have you here. This information oh. is such a, just a roadmap to have in your pocket that kind of guides you along the way. And I think when we know what's coming, that's when we can kind of prepare our energy on what to focus on. There's so much that's so confusing these days and it's so overwhelming to yeah. know what to look at, what's important, what's not. So that's why I'm I'm extra grateful to have you here today. Oh my God. I'm so happy to be here. First of all, I adore you. I have the utmost respect for you and consider you a friend and I'm so happy to be here. It's a lot of pressure. I'm not, I don't know. It's, we got a big year. I don't think it's going to be, be different than 2023 energetically, but it's definitely going to be uh, a very significant year. Mm. There's no so doubt how, about it. How would you, how would you say the difference if you kind of had to encapsulate like the 2023 versus 2024, just kind of top line, if you think the energy is going to be different? Well, I think the first thing that's really significant is that at the end of 2024, so let's say the end of August, really to the end of October, we have an extended what's called grand trine in earth signs. And so what that means is that there is going to be a stabilizing factor that's possible with a grand trine you have the ability well there really is fertile ground so what has felt in 2023 as like destruction possibly you know very uranian very like disruptive in that way pluto is still making its final way through capricorn that will con continue until november 19th of uh, 2024 but it feels like there's the potential that we start to end 2024. There's a major American election. We can kind of speak to that, but mm -hmm. that there is the potential for the beginning seeds to really be planted towards, you know, what it is that we're going to be building moving forward. I think that the thing about astrology, the thing about all systems is that all energy is neutral until directed. Right. Mm -hmm. So the way that I'm perceiving it is as neutral as I can be, given where I come from, my background, my subjective viewpoint, all of that. But what I think we're going to start to see 
is with Saturn's continue, continuation through Pisces, which is really like cleaning up gaslighting and looking at where we have just been in a fog. I think that that coupled with the grand trine in Earth and from August of 2024 all the way into June of 2025, we're going to have Jupiter and square Saturn. I'll, I'll break down what all that means, but all of that says to me, like, there is the opportunity for real grounded uh, actions mm-hmm. that are backed up by our own backbone and integrity. Like mm-hmm. the thing that we are going to need in 2024 is a little bit of gumption, but fortitude. And to say like, what are my actions and are my actions rooted in capital R reality, Mm -hmm. right? Like, am I taking action based on my values? 2023, we had the giant, you know, Venus retrograde the whole time in Leo, heart-centered values. In 2024, what actions are we taking? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of the spiritual world, especially the past decade has been about dreaming it up, dreaming Mm -hmm. it up, imagining. And what I'm seeing is it's like, but what actions are you taking in the direction of your dreams? Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because it almost, if you think about why it makes perfect sense is because you almost need a a year that feels completely like chaos Yeah, and to throw everything up in the air to then go, okay, well, where do I want to re-put everything back together and what's my part in this? So it makes total sense for me that what, just has happened the year we've just had would proceed in like the perfection of the way that the universe is is um, designed for us that it would proceed what we now have to do next which is really take responsibility is what I'm hearing you say really like put our money where the where our mouth yes. is where the rubber meets the road all of that and I think is it 2027 where it's like the year of the individual in human design mm-hmm. or the 2026 2027 seven yeah yeah, it feels like there's something analogous to that. It's like setting the groundwork to coming back into the self because there's all these collective movements which feel really amorphous and it feels like we're losing the individual. So it makes sense to me that the pendulum would start to swing back, mm. start, like start to lay the foundation of swinging back Mm. you know, in 2024, because things wow. take time to unravel. They take time, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think about the American revolution, you had the signing of the declaration of in, in 1776, but George Washington wasn't instituted as first president until 1789, which is the same mm. year as the start of the French revolution. Like that's a long window, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're having a full-blown revolution here, but we are having something yeah that is really shaking up the collective and then it's like where who do we want to be in all of that like i tell the kids in my life who are young like under 20 like if you can keep your eye on the prize like focus on building your skill sets and where you want to go in this world and what Mm -hmm. you want to create for yourself you're going to be leagues ahead it's that puts the hairs up on my back like that's so beyond true because to be emboldened with that um you know like you said that backbone 
no matter what the world brings at you, it does give you this resilience and this kind of this trust in self that um, can kind of weather these these crazy storms. Yes, because I think, you know, you and I are both in the business of self-awareness, but at some point the self-awareness has the rubber has to meet the road. Yeah. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. we can't really learn it about ourselves in the vacuum. Like we have to recognize like, what is my HD? What is my astrology in the context of the world in which I am moving? Yeah. And I also think, you know, you can know everything about your chart or your Mm -hmm. Enneagram or your um, childhood trauma or whatever, but um, it's actually what's, what's coming up for you today. What is occupying your mind? What is life showing you? What are you anxious about? Because Otherwise, it's like, where do you start? And I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, they don't know what um, what part to kind of tackle first. And it's actually like you don't really have to figure it out. You don't have to know everything. You just need to um, address the sort of the today, which is why I think knowing what's coming is is helpful because it kind of helps narrow it down. Okay, these are the themes that are being like you said, energy is neutral, but the energy is being brought to us. And then we can at least know what we want to animate. Yeah, I love that word animate because that's really it. It's like if we're if we're just kind of sitting around going, okay, well, I think that I have I know I have an Aries moon, so that means that I am gonna respond really quickly to emotional stimuli. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like what what does what that, that mean look like? Con- <laughs> like what does yeah. that mean in the context of of one's life? And I think that um there's been a lot of firestorms and i think the incoming grounding near the end of 2024 of the earth it really says okay so let's start to make a plan make a plan and god laughs but like if you have a dream right if you what are the steps that you can take in the direction of that dream you don't have to know how it's all going to unfold but starting to say, okay, I'm going to take this step, wait for the feedback Mm. or respond to the feedback, right? Mm -hmm. And then take the next step. That's very earth-based energy, Mm. right? And so I think that's a lot of what we have. And then Saturn continuing to move through Pisces. A lot of people are really struggling with this because it is a real challenge to, um, the dreamscape that a lot of people have been living in mm-hmm. you know right. it's like uh okay so what is your personal responsibility mm-hmm. in your life in your world and how long are you going to dwell in victim consciousness and it's actually very empowering to say how yeah. am i the source of my own suffering it then you know you can it is one it. of the most empowering things you can mm-hmm. say what an individual can say, right? Because to say about oneself, to like tell yourself you're a victim. If I tell myself, I'm a victim, I'm weak, I'm broken, what's my body gonna do? What's my energy gonna do, right? It's like, if I tell myself, I am strong, I am capable, I can overcome, Mm. what's gonna happen? Like, you're gonna build up that inner strength. And I think, we've lost a little bit of that uh we've lost a little bit of that fire and i think that's why we when we see people uh when we see people in the public eye who are like fuck that 
excuse my language, it's very refreshing Mm -hmm. because it's like, we're seeing, oh, that's what personal empowerment, I don't need to be liked. I don't need everybody to go along with what I'm saying. I'm going with what feels right to me, doesn't have to feel right to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I'm following my path. And I think maybe in like the spiritual flow that we've emphasized, we've lost sight of the directionality that is needed Mm -hmm. as well. It's not a either or, Mm -hmm. it's a both and. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what 2024 is like, and, Mm. okay, something may have happened to you as a child and Mm. what are you going to do with it? Mm. Who are you going to be? Wow. That's powerful. What an opportunity. What an opportunity for us. You know, what an amazing, um, again, we had the time to discover it and unearth it and dream and, and get lost in the, you know, the sort of platitudes and now. It's game time. Well, I think, I mean, Jenna, you're one of the hardest working people that I know. Like, it feels good to work towards a dream and to build something. I think people forget that. It feels really good. Like, it feels really good to build something, Mm -hmm. to have personal accountability, to have responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think we've lost a lot of that. And, And you know, it's so funny that you say that, Danny. Sorry to cut you off. No. Um, it's so funny that you say that because I spent so much of my life, the majority of my life feeling incapable because I had just sat on it and Mm. it's the most just enlivening feeling to, to be able to see stuff come out of you that you could never have conceived of if you just tried to find it before actually giving it the chance to come out of you, you know? Yes. Um, and, and willing it, to risk that sorry to yeah willing to risk the discomfort to get to a place that feels new like what i'll tell clients is like you you already know this landscape you already know what it feels like so okay why not risk feeling something new meaning like if you're dwelling if you're dwelling in the place where you feel unsatisfied and you're self-flagellating like mm-hmm why not experiment with okay what if i take this action well if i fail first of all failure is just uh an opportunity to learn more about oneself Mm -hmm. but let's say you fall on your face great you learned something Mm. like there's there's nothing more beneficial than in moments falling fat flat on your face because it's like oh Mm -hmm. okay I learned about myself Mm -hmm. and humility, I think is a necessary gateway to full agency, Mm. you know? So it's like, okay, like if we get it right, if we bat a hundred, if we get it right every single time, where's the arc, where's the learning? Mm. Yeah. It's lovely when I'm, when I'm hearing you speak, you're emphasizing like our capability and our fallibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, both to such equal um, measures of, of recognition. And um, then that almost frees you to just go for it. What I think is incredible about the way you speak about it, though, is that, you know, failure 
is you always emphasize learning right like the way yeah. I think the way you yeah. see the whole journey of a human life is like we come yeah. here this is not supposed to be a heaven on earth if I can put words in your mouth <laughs> yes, what I've learned it. from hearing you speak like this is yeah. supposed to be the school this is where we get yes. to experiment and play and there, there's a levity that comes with seeing life that way well here's the great secret is that if you expect life to be easy, it's going to be hard. But if you expect <laughs> that you're going to hit hurdles, life becomes a lot easier. Wow. Because it's like, oh, I've got, I've got the capability to meet this moment. So if you know, okay, I'm capable, there's not the catastrophizing and fear, let's say even about astrology, because it's like, yeah, I've gotten here, I've fallen down, I've gotten back up. What's the worst that happens, I fall down, I learn something, and I keep moving forward. Mm. I think that there is this idea, we've, I think we talked about this right before March, that like somehow the goal is like sitting around at a luxury resort, like mm -hmm. drinking Mai Tais. And it's like, is that gonna be actually satisfying to your soul? And I think the things that feel the most satisfying is like you were saying, like when you actually capitalized on your own capability, when you said mm -hmm. like, it's worth the risk mm -hmm. and to try at things and to see how you do and see how it feels and see, you know, how it lands. And you really may surprise the proverbial, you may really surprise yeah. yourself. And that's like the exciting thing. Very you know, like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Actually, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and and not like I can do it because you're reciting affirmations and there's there's a place for that, of course. Yeah. But from uh, having witnessed it, oh, and I've it's come out of me hundreds of times. So I guess it must be true. <laughs> well, it's like um, I had this fear of public speaking forever, right? Because I grew up in such a knowledge based world that I was like, well, what if I get the knowledge wrong? Right. Mm -hmm. And then when about a decade ago, just over a decade ago, or just about a decade ago, I was working at this at this meditation studio in Los Angeles. And the owner was like, you just got a master's in spiritual psychology, get in there and teach meditation. And I had no idea I had the capacity. And she was like, just go try it. What's the worst that happens? We'll put you on at eight in the morning. And I developed that skill set just by jumping in and honestly the credential of you know my masters had nothing to do with it what i learned in doing that is that when i speak from the heart and speak from my truth mm. that's what matters mm -hmm. and i'll have the knowledge you know to back up that and the experience but i would have never learned that had i not been kind of shoved into that experience mm -hmm. and so that's dancing with the universe i could have said mm -hmm. no 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 i'm not ready i'm not ready i'm not ready or i could do what i did which is like i guess i'll figure it out yeah. and the worst that happens is i'm terrible at it and mm -hmm. then i know okay this is not i'll either work on it mm -hmm. to you know move towards excellence or i'll say i know this isn't for me like if you put me on a yeah. basketball court, it would be a disaster. It doesn't matter how much I've worked at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening, right? But yeah. this, and I think that, you know, there's moments in life. I think this is, 
one of the things to really remember. There's moments in life when we are thrown an opportunity and we think we're not ready, mm. but we often are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's taking the bet on yourself. Yeah. And I 100%. think there's a lot of that available to us this year with such fertile ground. That's amazing. I really, really resonate with that. And I know from the amount of people that I've spoken to who have had a nuts yes. um, second half of the year, especially, maybe I've just yeah. forgotten how, how crazy the first half was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but truly, like, I mean, August, September, October were absolute madness. Um, and it's just different flavors of, of being challenged. And I almost feel like when you're saying about, you know, being shoved into something before we're ready, it's almost like the cogs of life have gotten, the physical cogs have gotten so easy in so many ways that like the spiritual and energetic cogs are shoving us in before we're ready now. And we are ready now. And 2024, we are ready. We can do this. Yes. And I think it's like, it's, it's just a year that obviously everyone has their personal you know, astrology and Mm -hmm. HD and numerology and all of that. But it feels like a year to take some of the reins. Part of that is that the eclipses, so the first set of eclipses, there's four eclipses in, in 2024. There's usually, there's four to six every year. And eclipses are just hyperpotent new and full moons. They're related to the nodes and the nodes are related to our soul contract and where we're moving in the world. So that's why they're, they've been associated with fate in all the kind of folklore and mythology. But there are four eclipses. So the first eclipse is March 24th. That's a lunar eclipse in Libra. Libra is all about partnership, balance, right? Followed by an April 8th eclipse, solar eclipse, which is a new beginning in Aries. So Aries gets highlighted, right? And then at the end of, well, closer to the end of the year, very end of summer, September 17th, we have a lunar eclipse in Pisces that starts to open up to the Pisces Virgo eclipses. And then October 2nd, uh, we have an eclipse in Libra. So I think that there is an opportunity with the Aries, Libra, and then even the Pisces to say, okay, where is my personal fire? in relation to others and then relation to the great cosmic soup like working that out and that coupled with the grand trine you know at the third quarter uh into the fourth quarter of the year and then also jupiter moving from taurus into gemini is options it's like an explosion of options. So wow. when does that happen? That ha- so that happens May 25th. So it's in Taurus wow. until May 25th, just before that, or a little bit before that, at the end of April. Conjunction. Jupiter. Yep. I'm excited. In Taurus. And that feels like what is possible. Like, so looking for where that conjunction is in your chart, I think is really important because it's like, part of it is expect the unexpected, but like, where's that opportunity going to arise from and then from that like you know shy of six months later it's like okay now i get to build on this with the grand trine beautiful now i get to really build on this so just to explain to people the jupiter uh conjunction is with uranus right in taurus that's right 
Yeah. And when and so Uranus is the planet of unexpected innovation, yeah. surprise, and Jupiter is like magnification, blessings, luck, abundance. Yes. So those two together in the sky in, in the Taurus. Taurus is obviously to do with the material and resources and how well resourced yeah. we are. Um and then a trine is basically a triangle between, right? Between three parts. Yes. It's right. a soft aspect. So basically it means that there's flowing energy. And it's very easy with a grand trine. It can be easy to just be like, oh, it's flowing. I'm not going to really, you know, make anything of it. But if you do just start to move the engine, it's amazing what will start to show up. I love that. What planets are in that trine and when does that occur? Well, so it starts end of August and there's a series, but it's Uranus and Pluto, which are really forming that trine, like the backbone of that trine. And then the, the, like Mercury and Venus and the sun will kind of process through, but Mm. that's the backbone is the Uranus Pluto trine. And then Jupiter. So Jupiter, once it moves into Gemini starts to square, uh, starts to square Saturn because Saturn's in Pisces. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is that then carries to next June and Jupiter will be in Cancer and Saturn will be in Aries. Wow. In June of 2025. So that square will carry from the mutable, which is Gemini Pisces, to the cardinal, which wow. is so from like adaptability to starting anew. Um, wow. So I think that, and Jupiter and Saturn are a natural pair because mm-hmm. Jupiter is that expansion and Saturn is like, okay, but let's do this in a structured way. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they dance really beautifully together Mm -hmm. and they kind of, uh, Jupiter expands Saturn. So if anyone is having their Saturn return during that window, uh, that window being August of 2024 to June of 2025, it's softened by Jupiter. That's beautiful. Yeah. Lucky, lucky them. Exactly. So (laughs) it won't feel quite as challenging as it, may Mm -hmm. you know with that so there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity that's to say there's a lot of opportunity and i think that it's like again what are we going to do with it yeah well especially as you were saying that um jupiter moving into gemini being an abundance of options yeah it's almost like we have to get ready to be able to steer that abundance into a direction that is going to serve us because more choice is not always a good thing. Um, You have to, if you have a a wider choice, what do you actually want? Where do you actually want to take it? Um, I'm curious as to know whether you, how you think that will affect obviously us individually is, is very cool, but how do you think that would affect sort of like us as a, as a world to have an abundance of options? Well, What's interesting is it's tempered by Saturn, right? So it's tempered by the square to Saturn. So we may see a revisit of some of that 2016 fake news energy. Mm. So the election cycle is going to be really interesting. I was going to say that makes total sense with uh, all this, well, November for, for America. Yes. So that's a kind of interesting thing. And then right after the election, Pluto makes its way to Aquarius until 2044. But that, so the abundance of choices, there's going to be a natural limit on it with the square to Saturn. 
And part of it, I think, is going to be around media because Gemini is information. Mm-hmm. And I think we it's already too many choices. It's so yeah. disorienting, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the big thing is going to be discernment. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. and how we, I think the big thing is how we focus our energy. Yeah. Because Pisces is not known for being extraordinarily focused, but Saturn is coming along and saying, okay, you've got to discern here. You've got to build mm-hmm. some kind of framework. And mm-hmm. then Jupiter, I mean, sorry, Gemini is hand in all the different pots. So mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be the thing that we're going to have to wade through on a personal level. Uh, it's, it's how do we manage that energy? Yeah. How do we manage distraction? Like mm-hmm. I, our brains have been rewired since mm-hmm. the explosion of social media. Those mm-hmm. of us who have spent a lot of time on it, you know, I think that the way we're taking in information, the way that we're communicating, I think all of that is up for review. Review. Like, yeah, I just think how we, it's again comes down to like personal accountability and personal responsibility. Absolutely. And you know, what's interesting is there's obviously a difference as you and I have spoken about before between knowing the information and then really like learning it because you've come to feel that way in real life. And what I've really felt like is um, actually by scattering your energy so much, you actually lessen where you can truly add value and feel in your own magic and all that kind of thing. So half of, and I know that, you know, so many of my listeners, the one of the main questions is like, what's my purpose? Half the battle is knowing what is not, definitely not your arena and yes. staying out of those remits, even though the world tells you, it seems like it's normal that everyone is doing everything. They're kind of not, or they're really struggling inside and we don't know the full picture. So there's really a, there's really like a self-sovereignty and a self-permission slip that has to happen where you say like, I'm not on TikTok and, and, uh, you know, driving all my kids to school every single day. And I'm not also cooking dinner every night. And I'm also not, you know, following every trend and keeping up with showbiz news and pretending to be interested in knowing everything about politics. Like, yep. It's just not doable. So we have to pick the ones that are actually going to add to our specific version of what we call a joyful life. Um, yes. Like, yes, with a thousand, you know, light bulbs around it and balloons. Yes. Because it's like, you know, I've been seeing this trend with brands, like let's say it's a shampoo brand. Not that there's one that's coming to mind directly, but like a shampoo. And then they feel like they need to get involved in politics mm-hmm. and they need to get involved in this and they need to be, you know, talk about human design. It's like, mm-hmm. I read this, there was, I didn't read it, but I read about this book that came out, I think a few years ago about how like we're moving into a world of generalists. And I wonder if like, and I think the book was praising this, your readers may, your listeners may know this much better than I do, but like, I think that maybe we need to return a little bit back to craft, like, you Mm. know, a little bit, it's okay to stay in a lane. Like it's not the worst thing in the world. It's, I think that that's not for everybody, like different people, like a manifesting generator, just like a person mm-hmm. with a lot of mutable is, but mm-hmm. I think there's an overall thing where exactly to your point, everybody thinks they have to be everything mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't like, it's not possible. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you choose into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's a it's a better funnel for your magic or for your skills or whatever you want to call it if you if you can kind of direct that lightsaber in certain ways right like you can have all the magical instruments at your fingertips but if you're just going to swing it every which way you, there's nothing you're going to there's nothing you're going to paint you know you you can't put yep. your paintbrush everywhere it's the same thing so I, I, when I'm hearing you talk about this Jupiter moving into Gemini with the Saturn forcing it to discern, even though there's probably more <laughs> options for us than ever before, the magic, yeah. the abundance of it that it can promise actually comes from also being selective and choosing and creating your own personal framework that no one else is going to give you around that. Yes. But also as you're speaking, what I'm also, what I'm hoping for and I have no idea if this can happen, but the dissolving of the constant labeling of everybody as something like meaning like the tribalism and like mm -hmm. putting people into these boxes. Mm -hmm. It's like one can stay in their like craft lane without, I don't know why we seem incapable to hold this while still being a complex layered human being, like mm -hmm. who doesn't have, like, I think this idea that, okay, if I agree with this person on this, I'm not allowed to disagree with them on this. I have to just, this is the tribe, this is what the tribe thinks. Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'm hoping for Saturn in Pisces and then Saturn eventually meeting up with Neptune in Pisces, are getting close to Neptune and Pisces, especially around um, as we move uh, into closer to 2025, is that idea of like, what about forgiveness? What about like generosity of spirit? Mm. What about listening without jumping down people's throats? What about like listening without assuming that because what was that meme like? where the person's like, I like oranges. Oh, what, you hate apples and mm -hmm. you hate bananas? <laughs> like, like, we just, we think like that and we, we mm. approach other people like that. And I, what I would love is like with Jupiter and Gemini, because Jupiter's generous, can be generous and high-minded, like higher-minded around information. That's beautiful. I love That's that. That's what I hope. I don't know, you know? there's there's a lot of cacophony and that doesn't get you know cleaned up in a year but i i just think that we have lost the humanity mm -hmm. and we're not equipped biologically to take in all the information that we're taking in no we're just not yeah and it is it's almost like giving you the illusion that you're taking in more because if you still have the same capacity as you did so many years ago then it's being taken from somewhere else which is yeah. probably your creativity, your original thought, which are the things yeah. that honestly, I think everybody um, should preserve above everything else, because that's going to be your secret source when, yeah. you know, especially in the new world that we're entering into, where we are going to have um, so much technology that will replace all the sort of other things that humans can do, except for those very things, like coming up with newness and channeling divine, yeah. you know, divine inspiration and, and new thoughts and individuality and your own you know unusual non-conformist everything flair yes thoughts ideas like all of that stuff um which i guess Humanist. takes me to yeah 
Which I guess brings me to ask you about, I guess, the first big astrological event of the year is Pluto moving back into Aquarius. Is that, would you say that's the first one? I would say yes. So that's January 21st and it'll be there until September when it backtracks. Uh, and then, you know, we have those grand trinal backtrack into Capricorn. So Pluto in Aquarius, once it really moves in November of 2024, it's there until 20. November of 2024. It'll stay there until 2044, right? So that's a long haul. It's longer than it was in Capricorn. Wow. Right? Because it moved in in 2008. And that is going to be very interesting because I think, at least in the beginning, AI is going to be the number one conversation. Mm -hmm. Like with Pluto and Aquarius, we had all of the strikes in Hollywood these, like I'm part of Hollywood, I'm not, right? But like all of these strikes in Hollywood and they were really, the sticking points were around AI. And I feel like that, I feel like concepts of unionizing in relationship to AI, how you AI is utilized, all of that feels like it's gonna be front and center on an individual level. If you're having a Pluto transit, that's gonna be transformational but it's air, it's fixed air, Aquarius. So it has to do with how we communicate, how we, uh, how we share information, how we receive information. And Pluto, there's gonna be a wrecking ball to that. Wow. One of my, one of my fears shadows is, if I'm honest, is that there is really a crackdown on internet, meaning that the idea of like, what's free speech, what's not free speech, what can be shared, that, you know, humanity has not proven that excellent in its usage on <laughs> social, like, it has, right? So, um, and Pluto's about power, so, you know, if you take China, for example, which has cracked down for decades around this, right? It's like, is there, do we risk going in that direction? I don't know, but I feel like it's going to be a conversation. Mm -hmm. In the very least. In the very least. Yeah. But on a personal level, I think there's also uh, Aquarius deals with ideology. So it's like, it can, it might feel like a wrecking ball to an individual's ideology. Wow. Or it might empower an ideology. There may be a craving, a deep primal craving to lean into an ideology. Mm. For good or for bad, depending yeah. on how yeah. you animate it. Exactly. <clears throat> Interesting. I love that and do word, you think animate. that, <laughs> do you think that there will be like, um, that will bring up like social justice stuff and and more of that or do you think that's less concerned with do you do you not think that's like a pluto and aquarius thing i think it might take a wrecking ball to social justice mm. um again for good or ill i think mm. that uh aquarius is paradoxical it's about the individual but it's also about the collective so if we look mm. back to the last time pluto is in aquarius we were in the midst of the American Revolution, independence, freedom, you know, no taxation without representation. 
and also the French Revolution, which was about very similar things. I think given the technology that we have, we're going to be revisiting those themes. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like humanity going popcorn. around in a cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, I remember when I was in high school and I was like, I just want to live in college. And I was studying the French Revolution and I'm a huge student of history. I was like, I just want to live like through one of those massive times in history where like got what yeah. I asked for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the greatest just, manifestation. <laughs> like I just, who knows but i think that there is going to be uh some pushback against social justice in the form that it has taken mm-hmm. that's my theory that the pendulum is going to start to swing uh based on really starting with 2020 mm-hmm. but way back before that but i would say 2020 really mushroomed mm-hmm. and then um I think there's, I, I think it's going to be really interesting how it plays out, but I think that there is going to be pushback against this idea of cancel culture of this idea of you can't say this, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just who's in power. People really like to forget that human nature is driven towards power structures. So if you eradicate one power structure, another one will emerge, i.e. after the French Revolution, we had Napoleon. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a cakewalk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so people forget that and they, they buy into a utopian ideal mm-hmm. that if I destroy the current system, whatever is in its place won't be a system. Yeah. That is the greatest fallacy. Right. Of well, all, right? It's like you said, this is not here to be, it's not heaven on earth. This is a school. And in the same way that on a micro level, once I get the, you know, relationship, I'll be happy. It's once we take down this, then everything will be fine. And it isn't because we have to deal with all the stuff that's inside of us anyway, regardless of, because theoretically the structure is like you said, neutral until the consciousness changes. Um, and it. so that's that's what I think is so important to grasp is not falling for the once this, then this. It's like we have to learn yes. how to be different humans the whole, every pave the way as we go. 100%. So I think there's a lot of grounding energy that's mm-hmm. available this year to come down to um, come ground back into ourselves and empower ourselves as individuals. I mm-hmm. think that there has been this trend uh, away from the pursuit of individual excellence. Yeah. And I think that's really dire because if humans are not pursuing their own individual excellence, well, then as a collective, we're not moving towards excellence and it's pursuit of right it's not but that that creates individual unrest and then it creates social unrest right and i think that deep victim consciousness bleeds out negatively across the board in relationship because it it uh it can bring forward deep resentment and then entitlement Mm -hmm. and entitlement is like 
there's no way to be in one's creative force and in entitlement. Yeah. Because it's, if you're in an entitled state, you're, you're not in a creative generative state. You're in a, no. um, you're actually limiting your own capacity. Cause you're saying whatever happened, you know, to me when I was five means I deserve this now mm-hmm. instead of saying, well, what happened to me in five set me up to build the strength and internal um, reservoir of strength to move in the direction of my dreams. Yeah. So, and then when, you know, then that feels empowering, but if you're like, you know, this happened to me, give me this. Mm -hmm. Where's where does that lead you? Yeah. And no one's coming to give it to you. No. It's not if, coming from anybody else anyway. It's not going to feel as sweet or rewarding no. as if you give it to yourself. That's it. Um, that also is so um, interesting because it makes me think about what you're talking about, the pursuit of excellence, is that people yeah. who we idolize literally mm-hmm. have made almost godly, godlike. Yeah. The only thing is that they they pursue excellence, right? And that's how they've gotten yes. to places where they seem so superhuman. And I often think they seem so so superhuman is the gap so big because we are all, um, you know, like you said, like living in that victim consciousness rather than remembering like everybody can be, um, you know, everyone has it in them. There's nothing special about, about people who we see kind of rise out and stick out of society. But if we are being generalists, right, then Mm -hmm. we never give ourselves the chance to stick out. Yeah. And I think, you know, to that point, they say like the most successful people are not even necessarily the most talented ones. It's they're mm-hmm. the ones who have the discipline. Discipline has also become a dirty word, but the yeah. root of discipline is disciple, which is to mm-hmm. be a student of, right? So I feel like, you know, that pursuit of excellence and that can show up in a million different ways. It doesn't have to be on a global stage. Someone could be, you know, a really skilled and exquisite horticulturist. Mm-hmm. or you know farmer or there's different it doesn't have to be like the whole world knows my name it's just the individual pursuit of i am getting better and better at this i am moving towards mastery and i feel a sense of accomplishment yeah. that's going to be more rewarding than any accolade anyway yeah 100 percent. and the irony is the accolades come once you do that right that's yeah. the great joke yeah and then it's the best because you they don't mean as much to you because you're not dependent on them because you flowed in you've connected to this this source of energy that is about you coming into your own then that's really what we want that's what we think awards mean that's what we think yes validation means we think that that means that by default that's already there so if we work on that already being there um it's it's very it's very self it's power coming from inside yeah so uh, let's also talk about so these um after pluto moves into aquarius mm-hmm. the next sort of big big thing would be the eclipses you think the the first think, two sets of eclipses i think the next big thing is uranus going direct and all the planets being direct mm-hmm. that's end of january i think january 24th i'm pretty sure it's january 24th so that's gonna feel like oh and then by early February, Saturn clears its shadow and we are off to the races. Okay. Then uh, 
Then in February, we have a little stellium in Pisces. But really, yes, after that, I would say it's the eclipses. So that's March and April. Then uh, April 24th, might be April 20th, Mm -hmm. uh, there's the Jupiter-Uranus conjunction, right? Then we have, uh, starting end of August, those grand trines, right? Oh, sorry. uh, Jupiter and Gemini. May 25th, right? Then we have the grand trines uh, to pretty much close out, not the full year. The other thing is at the very end of the year, Mars goes retrograde and that will be in Leo and Cancer. That's December 6th to February, into February. But that's at the very tail end of the year. The other thing is the, the Mercury retrogrades are all in fire signs. Wow. Yes. Except the one that's in Leo is also in Virgo, but Aries, Leo, and then Sag. So that feels interesting. Like how, how are we communicating again, action? Like fire, when I think of fire, I think of action. People think of it as loud, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it's more that the action can be loud, but Mm -hmm. I think it's how we communicate our actions, what actions, you know, speak louder than words, that whole thing. Mm, I think we'll be strong this year. That's really cool. So if you want to, um, you know, maybe think about where you can move the needle is like, can you take right action? Can you take aligned action, even when it's scary, even when it's hard, even when you're questioning yourself, if it feels right inside, that's really, you know, a go for it kind of a time. I do want to ask you about what's going on energetically around the election um, and leading up to the American election. Is is that yeah. still happening with the grand trines in place? Yeah, I mean, the grand, I think the grand trine technically completes August 31st. So the election is the first week of November. It, But the eclipses could very well bring that, what we call in America, the October surprise. Have you heard of that? Like no. every October, there's something that throws the election into disarray and that's called the october surprise and the fact that there is an eclipse october 2nd uh i think it's going to be very interesting Mm. i my bet is biden is not president i could be way wrong i -hmm. thought biden was getting elected in 2020 that proved correct um i don't think he's going to be president Mm. I could be way wrong, mm-hmm. but I Again, just kind of see energy. energetically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but where it stands right now, it, it feels like there's a different kind of pendulum that's swinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so again, all over Europe too. Like if you just look, if yeah. you just look at what's happening in Europe, it, there's going to be likely, I likely see a similar trajectory here. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And again, you know, it, if all of this feels so chaotic and so, yeah. you know, if it looks like the landscape around you is just so confusing and overwhelming, just really coming back to the understanding that you have this help at the moment with actually grounding yourself back into yourself because maybe you don't even have a choice to keep looking outwards anymore. And so we're having right. this help to really ground on the inside from all of these different uh, placements. Well, the other thing is like, you know, yes, this time feels chaotic to us. I think a big part of that is nonstop information. But 
it's always wise to remember like someone born you know in the late 1800 like mid 1800s would have seen like in America, the Civil War, then they would have seen World War One, then they would have seen the, you know, depression, then World War Two, like, we've had it pretty good here in the West for an extended period of time. Mm. And I always say this because it's true, incredible, beautiful things happening, even when there is chaos in the world, people mm -hmm. fall in love, people build businesses, people mm -hmm. pursue their dreams, people, what's, you know, it's, it's neither all one thing or another, right? That's yeah. the cacophony and mess of life. It's mm -hmm. like, what's happening in, in your world? I don't, I don't mean to promote that in like a solipsistic, narcissistic way, but it's like, what is in your control? Because mm -hmm. 99.9% .9 of it isn't. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right? So like, you know, what is it? What's going to feel good if you're learning the piano and you want to become a master pianist? Like, is it better serving your time focusing what's happening somewhere else mm -hmm. and getting all worked up about that? Or bringing your gift, your musical skill to mm -hmm. the world as a form of upliftment as a form yeah. of as an offering as a you know i think that it's so easy to get distracted and it there is something you know there is the empathy fatigue but mm. there's always since the beginning of time conflict and war mm. part of human nature mm. right it's like if you're lucky enough to be in a place where you can pursue your dreams pursue oh, please them. god please by god yes. do it i know because it's like a great it's an it's a privilege it's truly the great yes mm. like it is the greatest gift so like mm. go for your dreams yeah whatever yeah. they are and you know? and those are always the movies you know we watch about yes. someone who was doing something so random during world war ii and those are the ones that yeah. you know win the academy awards and yes it's it's yes it's, there's something so um you know it, it it's very much living on the one hand, there is a part of you that's tapped into the collective and there yep. has to be a part of you that is tapped into your patch of grass and what you can contribute. Yep. And we have to be able to to have to kind of switch between the two when the time yes. uh, calls. Yes. But I think, you know, as one gets older, it's like one realizes really feels it at a deeper level, like mm time in this incarnation on this earth isn't infinite yeah what do you want to do with it it's what every mystic and poet has yeah. said since the beginning of time like yeah. what do you want to do as mary oliver yeah. said with your one wild and precious, precious life. life it's like what do you want to do and i think this year is like there's a lot of fire and earth mm. to help move that along mm -hmm. and i think the key is like it feels good to do the hard thing. It feels good to do the scary thing. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the only way you build self-esteem from the inside out. The only way. You can't download self-esteem. No, no, no. Take it in a pill. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, we've tried. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. We did all this. We went there. We gave it a shot. And here's what we came back with. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't it's work. So It's so true, though, mm -hmm. that like, we're getting this like needle helping with like moving the needle on like a passion and making it reality like fire passion action 
make it happen, yeah. ground it, turn it into a reality. It's an exciting time. And, you know, what yes. you're saying about the whole thing of, you know, getting older is like, I remember when in 2008, when all of that stuff, you know, hit the financial mm -hmm. crisis and everything. And, you know, my grandfather was like, I've seen three of these. Yeah, ex exactly. So there's something to that where exactly. I think every generation, it be it becomes a shock and we feel like it's never been, you know, crazy or hard, yeah. or blah, blah, blah. And there is some, you know, just a different kind of crazy. You know, this is the new crazy. That's We're like, not yes. like that. <laughs> But it's, but it's still, yes, it's not the first time that people have been rocked to the core yeah. by things that are out of their control. I think that for a certain set of the global population, there's been this seemingly kind of copacetic time where it's like, oh, I can just, the world is post-history. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to move in the direction of whatever I want and can. And I think that it's like, no, you got to dance with it. You got to mm -hmm. dance with the cards that you're given. You got to mm -hmm. play the cards that you're given in the time that you are given. And like, yeah. there's always people that do well, for example, and a down market always. Mm -hmm. Right. There's always people that take, you know, the proverbial lemons and make lemonade. Like there's it's what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. as an individual um mm -hmm. and that is empowering like we're not having mm -hmm. those conversations we're having the conversations of like you know i'm wounded i'm trauma you know i've been traumatized i've been and every human being since the beginning of time has been traumatized mm -hmm. to various degrees so if if there is trauma that has really really arrested you know then we work through that if yeah. there's been more you know more everyday or quotidian traumas working through it but if you tell yourself no that's it like my life is just gonna look like this yeah well then guess what it's gonna look like that mm. and i find that the easy hack out of that if you really do feel like that is going to be your life is instead of convincing yourself out of that if you really believe it is just to say it feels so real but like yeah help me I'm open to seeing otherwise like yeah you don't have to see it tomorrow but you have to just say that you want to see it differently you know even that is, that's is it a change in direction. beautiful and naming the landscape and you know reading about people who've overcome mm. seemingly insurmountable odds again the like Hollywood movie but there are many many stories of people who have overcome really seemingly insurmountable odds and i think yeah. we need to be telling more of those stories 100 percent, and that's why you know those things exist you know they're yeah. not they're not plucked out of nowhere they are <laughs> they are part yes. of the human archetypal uh journey yes. you know yes um i want to ask you one other thing um which i'm very interested in at the moment which is and I'm, maybe this is something to do with jupiter and taurus and i wonder if you think it's going to change um or whether it you know, when Jupiter conjuncts with Uranus, there's going to be a change to that. But the cost of living crisis, you know, spending, yes. debt, yes, money, but also yeah. at the same time, mass consumerism, even though we're all putting ourselves yes. into, into debt. Is that a very like typical Jupiter and Taurus thing that happens? Or is that something that you see changing, us challenging? Is there a way over it? Like what, why is this happening? So well why is it happening it has something to do with 
what happened in 2008 and the choices made in 2000. I mean, it's a ripple effect, right? Of, ah. of a series of choices um, mm -hmm. that have been made. Uh, but okay, so Uranus is in Taurus and Uranus is destabilizing in terms of finances, right? And it moved in in 2019. The last time, so we are having the Uranus return of World War II right now. Wow. September of 1939, the beginning of World War II, Uranus is literally at this, has been at the same degree. So prior to that, because Uranus is hovering around 20 degrees, right? Prior to that, we had the Great Depression. So we have been in the Uranus return of the Great Depression, Uranus and Taurus. A lot of what happened in America with like the Dust Bowl resulted from, let's say, bad farming practices. We're seeing versions of that, right? In terms of the cost of living crisis, to me, it's that, and then it's astrologically Pluto in Capricorn. Capricorn is the institutions. Uh, we had the financial crisis of 2008. One can have, I am no economist, one can have a whole conversation about whether bailing out the banks was the right choice or not here in America, right? But that the the cost of living crisis is also related to social unrest it's related to people feeling like they can't pursue their dreams mm -hmm. it's it's related to the social justice movement it's all because these younger generation doesn't feel like they have an opportunity and it is to buy a house in america is seemingly impossible mm -hmm. if you're young right there is a reckoning coming around that. Yeah. There's a real reckoning coming around that. And that's part of the reason I do not see Biden staying in office. Interesting. To me, there is a parallel. So, okay, we are simultaneously experiencing the Uranus return of World War II, the, the depression, the, and then World War II, the Pluto return of the French American. Yes, exactly. And, and industrial revolution. Wasn't it the industrial revolution in yes. the UK? Well, the, well, so the industrial, it depends on, so if you say the industrial revolution was like the 18, what would you say the 1860s, 1880s? Yeah. When did we have Disraeli? I'll look that up. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm throwing in too many things, but definitely the French and American. So that might be, I'm just trying to think of what that would be i think that's the 18 was he earlier i mean you had like adam I'm smith looking it up. and the assembly 18, line yeah i think you're right early 1800s early 1800s yeah i mean so that's coming off of that mm. right yeah so, so we're yeah, going yeah. I, not to interrupt you but simultaneously <laughs> yes. going through the uranus return yes. of the great depression and world war ii yeah going through the pluto return of <laughs> uh the those revolutions yes and, and then and then you know part of the whole thing with ai and me bringing up for example the hollywood uh those uh those strikes and then those deals is like what do you do with this new technology How, it's the same that happened also with the railroad explosion right the railroad mm -hmm. explosion le led to the gilded age which then led, you know, then we had World War One, then we had the Depression. It's all linked. So we keep putting band-aids 
on a much deeper, deeper problem. And we have not addressed the skilled labor relationship to technological advancement. Wow. So that's generations generate. So that is like, if you look at the Appalachian South in America, it's heart wrenching. And then you, you throw on an opioid crisis Mm -hmm. and a fentanyl crisis and an immigration crisis. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that the election is going to be very telling. And this is why, like, I'm so glad you asked this question because I don't, I really like to approach it in a place of not scaring people because I really do think you like we have individual, no matter what happens, there is individual agency. Like Mm -hmm. go read Grapes of Wrath. First of all, it's the most beautiful ending to a book ever written. Like the the human spirit is incredible. Mm -hmm. Like the ability of the human spirit to overcome. But the way that I see it is that we have been worshiping the golden calf. So it's very biblical right now in that way. We have been worshiping the golden calf instead of our own agency, resiliency, our sense of community, our sense of purpose, our Mm. sense of meaningful relationship. Mm. And the chickens are all coming home to roost. Yeah. Who do you want to be in that? Exactly. The most important question. It really is. And so it's like we've been sold a bill of goods that – you know, if I have this, I will be happy. And I believe every, you know, working person deserves to own a home. It is heart wrenching to me that it is not the case right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that we don't seem to reward people for their work. Like you have people who are living in their car working three jobs in America. It's not sustainable. No. And I, I think all of these transits are bringing the chickens all home to roost back to a little bit of rebalanced yes and i think a lot of give and uh, take the, yeah i think a lot of the culture war stuff has really uh not focused enough attention on uh people being able to afford to live i agree I and it's agree. really um People need to be able to have a job and mm-hmm. afford to live. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. this shouldn't be. It's. It's not the. You know I think yeah. So I think that in the West and here in America, I think there is going to be a real reckoning around that. We need like a real, like Teddy Roosevelt was a real trust buster. We need actual trust busting, mm-hmm. like where these conglomerates are too big. I personally am a capitalist. I don't believe we're living in capitalism. I believe we're living in welfare capitalism, meaning Mm. that like the biggest companies are just bailed out by tax dollars. That's not actual capitalism because that doesn't Mm. allow the small business to thrive. Yes. It's against, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's going to be some kind of wrecking ball to that. And Mm. it's going to be messy. Yeah there's no way around that that's why Mm -hmm. backbone and like moving in the direction Mm -hmm. of what your dreams are and recognizing that people do excel in a down market like innovation is a miracle of the human spirit yeah 
And that's truly why I think it does start with being able to see that you what you might be gifted at. Yeah. And then exploring that rather than um necessarily attacking where you're weak, you know? Yeah. Trying to get stuck in in finding all your weaknesses because I think for every human, the journey of becoming um, you know, self-sovereign and for becoming gifted and for trusting yourself yeah. and knowing your own thing is is being able to to pinpoint like what you have to offer, what's good in you, what's different, what comes yeah. so easy to you, like how you can how you can contribute. Um, and then really understanding that anything that we place above that um won't won't uh won't be there to stay. You know, anything that That's we cultivate it. from the inside is 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 there to stay. We 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 can't go backwards in consciousness. And so it's a much more so safe place. Uh, to put out to invest our time and energy yeah I mean I think that I think that's it and I think that I see a real trend of people wanting to go back to the land wanting to go back to craftsmanship wanting to build things with their hands um, because I think that I think there is that trend that's not everybody but I think Mm -hmm. there is a trend of wanting things that you can touch and feel Mm -hmm. and taste and smell because so much of our world has been digitized. Mm -hmm. So if that is what calls you, follow that. If what calls you is like digital innovation and flying to Mars, pursue that. Like Mm -hmm. we, we moralize about it, but like we need Mm -hmm. the entire spectrum of Mm -hmm. human experience Mm -hmm. and human skill. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, the Jupiter and Gemini just seems that's going to exacerbate that, that message is going to bring that home of like, choose your adventure, but then choose the adventure. Yes. You know, choose your own adventure, but really choose. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's true. It's really true. Mm. Oh, those books were really fun. Um, No. Oh, they were choose your own adventure books. Like as, and then you got to like, say, I'm going to, I'm going to skip to, you know, page 112. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. I'm gonna choose that. Oh, they were so fun. Gosh, I've totally forgotten about those. Um. So, what's your kind of closing closing uh, thoughts? People are listening. You know, as it comes up to the new year, um, maybe they're making a resolution or thinking about what they want to, you know, be or do in the tw- in 2024. Obviously, if you ask me, I will just say come to you for a session or take one of your courses to learn how to read your own because truly when you know how to read your own astrology um you know just even roughly yeah you kind of know the the big points like I know for example where um this conjunction is hitting my chart so that helps me direct it you know those kinds of things I think it's really empowering to take a course like yours that kind of really breaks it down but um if you can kind of just sum up like you know, going into January, we probably, you know, we've, we've talked about how the whole year is going, like, what's the first thing we start with? Um, I think January, especially as we get into the new year and later January, because it takes a second, you know, it's not like it's an on off mm-hmm. switch. I think it's not from that like rigid goals place, but I think it is really starting to build concrete steps in the direction of your dreams and they don't have to be giant right like let's say you're like i really i think i i think i want to open up a bakery i think Mm -hmm. i want to open up a bakery it's like okay well what 
who do you know locally that like owns a coffee shop and would want to try your baked goods that might want to buy them mm -hmm. and then you build a following that way then maybe you start a food truck and then maybe a food truck leads to a brick and mortar like it right. doesn't have to be you just you know get a loan and run out and get a brick and mortar mm -hmm. but thinking about like okay this is my dream Mm -hmm. Or let's say you're a hairstylist and you want you want to have your own brick and mortar. Okay, like how many how many let's say uh, chairs mm. do I need at what rate? How, mm. Like starting break it to down. break things down. Break, mm. Just break it down. It's going to feel so much more empowering than yeah. like I think I want to do my own thing. Uh, what? It's like that's going to be empowering and you'll find it's not as overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like when I started what I was doing, it just, it was like, okay, I guess I need to start an S Corp. So mm -hmm. I did it on legal zoom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't spend thousands of dollars to hire someone. Right. When I started my own website, I literally, I was like, I'll figure it out on GoDaddy. Mm -hmm. And my initial website was just a pretty simple landing page on GoDaddy. And I built from that. Yeah. And I think, it gave me the confidence to say, okay, I can do this. Okay. Now I guess I need to hire an accountant mm -hmm. because my taxes are different. Like yeah. now, you know, like, mm -hmm. and step by step, I do have a lot of earth in my chart. So that is how I work. But I think that there's, there is some of that, like people have dreams and we talk about manifesting up, but like, what are the steps? Yeah. And, and, other people's steps might look different to yours, but it yes. is about just like we said, just it's it's more about the taking action in the direction because then you do get carried. And um, yeah, as you're saying, that's it. I'm Spirit thinking needs it, to set action. Yeah, and I love that. I'm also thinking about the fact that you know how you were saying earlier about like people we're afraid of falling flat on our face. Like any of these baby steps, you can easily renege on, yeah. and there's no yeah. really falling flat. Like okay if you just take the first action, there's not really a lot to lose and you can always go back to what you were doing before. Um, you know, just stop making baked goods for the coffee shop if it doesn't <laughs> work out, but it's about the the magic yeah. of putting energy into things and seeing what remunerates. Um, and everybody so can do that. Everybody can do that. You you know, you, yeah. you even if you're, there's no such thing as an incapable human being. There really no. isn't. Um, and so I really love that. And I think that kind of gives me, well, when you're saying it, it gives me a lot of safety of like, oh, well, if that's the, if that's the way that anything ever gets done, which it is, um, then, then we're going to be okay. That's it. That's it. And that's, that I think is the essence of true personal empowerment. Like I can do this. I can take this step and then I can mm -hmm. take that. And then all of a sudden you're like, how'd I get halfway up this mountain? How'd I get all the way up this yeah. mountain? I know. Oh, I just followed the steps one by one. And when I had the moment of procrastination, sometime I needed to lean into it and sometime I needed to push through it. And like, there's no perfect way to do it all. There's just yeah. isn't. It's like you, you work with the cards you're handed and then you say like, okay, what mm -hmm. do I make from this? Mm -hmm. What and do I build? You go. Yeah. yeah, it's so true. I love that. Danny, thank you. I mean, I don't know how you managed to cram so much wisdom into an hour and 20 minutes, but I'm ever so grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful for you, honestly. Thank you, love. And thank you so much for uh, sharing all these insights with your audience. I mentioned that you do, yeah. you still do have yeah. your course up, right? I Well, yes, people 
can download the digital course and then I suppose I will probably do another astrology 101 live like where we meet in 2024 and what I'm doing for 2024 so people can always book a one-off and I you know I'm I'm constantly updating my calendar so it's not like I'm booked out for six I only make the next two weeks or so available because I like Mm -hmm. to be present in that way um So new sessions are always dropping in availability, but what I'm doing is the coaching thing didn't feel, it felt too restrictive to me and too like three months, six months. So I'm just doing packages so people can just buy a series of sessions Mm. and then they'll get a code and they can sign up using that code. I really, I'm a Virgo. I really like to be available to my clients. So if people reach out and they're like, I really need a session here. I'm not seeing it. Like I will do everything in my power if I'm available to yeah. make it work. Like I just, I don't know. It's the essence of the Virgo in me. I just love to be available and in service. service. But and the the package thing is just it's a discounted rate of a series of sessions, and then it's like then you can use that. You can either use it more frequently, less frequently. Mm-hmm. Use it up, get another one. Mm-hmm. I just I like the simplicity of it. Yeah, you know. And then people can just book one-offs too, of course. Which is great because sometimes you don't necessarily know, okay, well, exactly in in three weeks time, you might not, you might not feel you need it, but you know, you've, you've, you've got some in the, in the bag for when, you know. Exactly. (laughs) When stuff comes up and I'm like, Danny, I need you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or there's also the like, okay, I should probably, like, I can check in every other month or like, you know, you can individual like empowerment like how does it work for you Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like you know if someone reaches out and they're like i really want full-on coaching then we can create something but there's something about like the quarterly check-in or Mm -hmm. or the monthly or the every other month or Mm -hmm. twice a year i also want um you to talk about your circles that you do i know that's not for everybody because but you do them locally and they just seem so magical They are so wonderful. So I do them at my house. I do new moon circles. I did a full moon lunar eclipse circle, but they're new moon circles. It is the most wonderful group of women who show up. We've had a man here or there, but like it's been primarily, I found that it's primarily women who have shown up. Um, And they're just every new moon. And you can sign up just through my website. And they're it's about new moon intention setting, but the deeper thing, the the most meaningful part is what I call the popcorn sharing, like deep heartfelt sharing. I create a series of questions and prompts uh, based on the specifics of that new moon. Mm-hmm. And then we take time to journal. I put on some awesome music and then we popcorn share from that. And then we set intentions. We share the intentions and mm-hmm. that's it. And then people have... Um, I make tea, put out some chocolate and it's, and then I also, since I wasn't in Nashville for a bulk of the summer, I started doing them virtually. So now I'm also doing them virtually. Amazing. So people can get it, like dip their toe into my work that way. Oh my gosh. I want to join you next one. I didn't know you did them virtually. Yes. They're really, amazing. they're really magical. I mean, I'm going to sign up right as we (laughs) hang up. Um, Danny, thank you so much. We're going to put thank all you. this information anyway in the show notes if you're, Amazing. you know, we just covered a lot, but um, 
You're the best. Please, will you check it? Well, can we check in? <laughs> Depending on how crazy the year is, like we might need some more info ASAP. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm, I will always say yes to coming and talking to you. Thank you so much for having all of my crew. Bye guys, see you next time.